Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a fun show for you today, a good show. Um, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, we'll get to it uh, very soon, but first we need to hear this message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have a fun, very interesting show for you today. We have with us Amy Jamrog. She's the founding partner and CEO of the Jamrog Group in Holyoke. How are you, Amy? Great, thank you. Thanks for the invitation today. Well, thanks to have you with us. Amy, as you probably know, if you're in this region, is a financial advisor, first and foremost. She is also a consultant, and she is also the author of a book, which is climbing up a number of the bestseller ranks these days. Uh, That book is entitled Confetti Moments, 52 Vignettes to Spark Conversation, Connect Deeply, and Celebrate the Ordinary. We're going to talk about that and what that's all about, but I have to start by saying that uh, I had the book, I had a copy of it on my desk uh, just a few days ago, and uh, someone from my office saw it, snatched it up, said, can I borrow this? I normally don't loan books out, but um, I loaned it out. She took it home. She couldn't put it down. So uh, there you go. Sounds like we need to send a few more copies over to your office. (laughs) And you need to put that on the inside of your book. I I couldn't put it down. Anyway. First of all, let's start by, well, we could start almost anywhere. Let's uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, and then we'll get right into the book. Yeah, thank you. So I've been a financial advisor for 25, I keep saying 25 years. I think we're at 26 years this year. And um, I've loved this career. You know, it's been an amazing opportunity to help a lot of people, local families, business owners, entrepreneurs, as now, well, um, across the country are our clients. So when COVID happened, geography became irrelevant to us. And when we were working from home and using Zoom and other technologies, our practice really expanded to include you know, new clients from all over the US. So we've got a national practice now and I've been really focused on impact, impacting not just our clients and my team and our local community, but also you know, how can I have a bigger impact on my industry. And that really became a question that I started to spend real thinking time on during the pandemic. And that's, you know, we'll talk about it, but that's, that's where the book um, Mm -hmm. was born from. Okay. That was a very interesting time. Everybody was home. Everyone was on zoom. Um, You know, people were kind of looking for help in a lot of different ways. Um, Financially, uh, a lot of people were were really distressed at that time. Uh, The stock market was plummeting, probably, I think it was worse than 2008, although they were kind of running neck and neck, and they didn't seem anywhere in sight to that. Uh, A lot of people were unemployed. I'm sure your phones were ringing off the hook, but financial advisors needed help too. And and this is where the consulting side of your business kind of really took off. and that's where the book came from. So tell us a little bit more about that. 
Right. And, you know, I think for someone who, who doesn't know the whole story, these will seem like very unrelated topics. So, you know, one, I'm a financial advisor. Two, I'm a coach for financial advisors. And three, I'm an author. But we've worked really hard to tie all these pieces together. And so, you know, during the pandemic, we were pretty isolated. So our clients needed us more than ever before. I, you know, I feel like we worked more hours per week at night on weekends. Time, time was kind of a funny concept then because there was just no, nothing else to do and nowhere to go. And so we really doubled down offering our services to our clients, offering services to our, our clients, friends, and family, really anyone who needed a lot of it, emergency financial advice during that time for their businesses, um, help with PPP, all of it. And, and it came on so suddenly. I think that was the biggest surprise for people is it was just an instant problem that had to be solved and really with no end in sight. Mm -hmm. So we were working really hard during that time. And as I was reaching out to my colleagues, other financial advisors from across the country realized advisors were really struggling. Like they were isolated. There was no going to the office and being with your team. Um, We had no events to go to where we would normally be able to converge and share our thoughts and ideas about our businesses. It, It really became a pretty lonely time. And so during that time, I thought, gosh, you know, I've been a coach in the past. I've coached individuals for years and years what if we put together a community and you know looked at group coaching which has become very popular and group coaching online is really easy to establish so i put some feelers out to a number of my colleagues especially my female financial advisor colleagues from across the country you know and i was hoping we could get if we could get a group of 20 people together that would feel like a real community and when i put the word out there I was kind of blown away that mm-hmm. 130 people said that they would be interested in participating. So that's where my my coaching business really started to take off was um, in January of 21. So we're, we're just starting our third year now. And we've got this Im- amazing community of advisors who now have got some familiarity with each other. And it's become a, a resource group. It's become a support group in some mm-hmm. respects. And it's just, I, I say it's a group of generosity. The people share so much with each other that we've rebuilt something that was really missing during the pandemic. Okay. So tell us uh, about your book. I understand that these vignettes, as you call them, are were actually blog posts that you wrote at the height of the pandemic when you were just reaching out to some of these financial advisors. And then they forwarded it on to other people as well. Your audience just grew and grew. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's, it actually started with clients. I was you know, realizing this common theme among the conversations we were having with clients. You know, This is March, April, May, like early on in 2020, that people just felt uncertain, insecure, worried. And then every time you turn the TV on, you know, all, all the media, no offense, but all the media was just covering all all of the the reality, which was uncertain and was really unclear. And I just wanted to bring something positive. Like I, I wasn't naive to the fact of what was happening globally, but I was just searching for some positive stories, just something that would be a little boost in someone's week. So every Wednesday I started blogging and I called it Wednesday Wisdom. It really started out as a basic email to our clients. 
Then our clients started forwarding it and other people said, you know, how can I subscribe to this? And it wasn't something to subscribe to. It was just an email I was sending from my office email. So I, I created a blog, I got the subscribers and what started happening was, you know, clearly people were looking for this kind of story on a weekly basis because it was getting shared. Other financial advisors were asking me if they could share it with their clients. Their clients were sharing it with their teams and their companies. And before I knew it, you know, a year into this thing, thousands and thousands of people were reading it and I could track it because I could see the clicks on it and I could see who was engaging. And a number of people reached out to me and said, I, I love Wednesday wisdom. I love these stories. It's too bad they're not all packaged together because I'd like to read them all. And I'd go back and read them again. I wish this was a book. And enough people and it said is. it. Yeah, where, where I started to think, hey, um, I wonder if we're onto something here. And, and are these kind of perpetual, like do, they're not really stamped in time. You know, some of these stories are could be read at any time. They don't have to be pandemic related necessarily. And so, so that became the goal was to take the best of the Wednesday wisdoms, the ones that got the most engagement and package them into these 52 stories. And, um, and it worked. I mean, it was, it was really, it just, it was incredible what happened this fall. The book launched in November. We did a lot of work to market it in advance. Um, you know, much thanks to my friends and family and clients who pre-ordered the book and really got sales boosted. Um, and then at the end of November, Thanksgiving week, beginning of December, um, we hit the Wall Street Journal uh, number two bestseller list. We hit the USA Today bestseller list and we hit number one on Amazon in 11 different categories. It was incredible. Okay. Yeah, incredible. Right. You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Amy Jamrog. She's the uh, founding partner and CEO of the Jamrog Group in Holyoke. We're talking about her book, Confetti Moments, 52 Vignettes to Spark Conversation, Connect Deeply and Celebrate the Ordinary. I'm looking at the uh, copy of the book online here that the chapters in the book just kind of reach out and grab you kind of like a, a good headline in business west oh wait that was a shameless plug there uh <laughs> if i still had my copy if someone hadn't snatched it off my deck i'd be reading some of these but tell us about some of these like i said the titles just like draw you in here never hit the snooze button for example modern day shipwreck uh looking oh. good and feeling great apparently girls drink tea i mean uh, Give us a, do you have a personal favorite? Or... Yeah, well, lucky lucky for you, I've got the copy in front of me. There so we I go. can certainly reference our chapters here. Um, anyway, I do have a number of personal favorites and they're all true stories. So, you know, the, a reader can read them and really connect to them, but I, I know who the stories are about too. So for me, I can connect to the actual people. Um, I mean, the the story confetti moments, that that's chapter, uh, a chapter in the book. Um, is really where this concept came from. And for years, I've called these little moments that we experience, right? Sometimes you can experience it by yourself. It's a personal moment. Other times you're with friends or family where you, you know, something's happening. It's not like a graduation or a wedding. It's not a grand event, but something's happening where you realize like, cue the confetti that something special is, you know, is occurring right now. And that's what happened um, with this, this the, the title uh, chapter, which is Confetti Moments, 
a story about my son and his 21st birthday. And, you know, I wanted to do something special for Charlie. I didn't want to buy him a thing. And so I took him on a tour called um, This Is Your Life So Far. And uh, it was just, it was the morning of his birthday. I picked him up and I had 21 locations that we were going to do a, a drive by. And it started at Bay State at the hospital where he was born. And I just started telling him the story of, of his life. And we followed this map and drove to all the different locations, every school he went to, all the houses we've lived in, all the basketball courts that he's played basketball on, where he learned to ride his two-wheeler bike. And, you know, I wanted to just kind of recreate for him his first 21 years and some great memories. And what I didn't realize is he actually had his own stories and his own memories and his own things that he added. He added other locations that he wanted me to drive by. Like this started out with a with a grumpy, tired 21-year-old on a Monday morning and ended in this amazing um, culmination of stories and anecdotes and and we sat in the parking lot. We, it, it ended at dinner at, at, um, at lunch. And I said, pick your favorite place for lunch. We pulled in the parking lot and he turned to me and he, and he hugged me and he said, wow. He said, I didn't know what to expect about today, but this was really awesome. And he's just shared why he loved the time together, the stories and what he remembered about his childhood. That was so terrific to him. And, and I thought, cue the confetti. Like something really special just happened, not just for me, but for him as well. So the, you know, the book is about all kinds of other people's stories about these moments that they've had or moments that they've created for other people that are just really profound. Okay, quickly, tell me about Breakfast Sandwich to Go. <laughs> um, Breakfast Sandwich to Go is about the little things we do for other people. And this particular story was about um, a client of mine, an elderly woman who was pretty isolated, but every Sunday morning, her son would come pick her up, take her to church, and then take her to McDonald's. And they would have uh, her bre favorite breakfast sandwich to go, which was her egg McMuffin. And she said it was just, it was the highlight of her week. She, her, you know, for her son, it was a two, two hour commitment to his mom every Sunday morning. And it's just about, you know, where can we carve out time in our busy lives to make a difference for someone else. And this for her was, was just her favorite, favorite part of the week. Hmm. Interesting. So I assume you're still doing the blog and that you're continuing to write new chapters each week and, and, and each month. Uh, I remember seeing a book, uh, the complete book of running uh, a few decades ago. And a few years later, there was the second complete book of running. <laughs> Really wasn't the complete book of it. Could we see another book with another uh, collection of vignettes soon? Or yes, yes, go. because that's been the feedback. I, I had someone reach out to me the other day, and her message was, "I just finished your book, and I'm totally depressed." And I thought, "Oh gosh, that's not the point at all." And so I called her, and I said, "What happened?" And she said, "Well, it's over. I, like I'm just wondering when when the next one is coming." So again, it's like even with the pandemic over and we've kind of all moved forward in life, there's something to be said about uplifting simple stories that people can read and then do something in their own lives to make a difference. And you're getting lots of great feedback, I imagine. Incredible. Yeah. Now the calls are coming in for speaking engagements. And um, what I'm excited about is 
companies, big companies are reaching out and saying, look, we could use some more confetti moments for our employees. You know, can you come in and do a keynote and help inspire our people? So I, I think the, you know, the message is pretty universal. And I love that companies are actually thinking about happiness for their employees, connectedness, right? Really making a difference in terms of the way that we connect and the types of conversations that the book will start sparking. Interesting. So now you get to tell people where they can find the book. And I guess it comes now with its own little bag of confetti, does it not? <laughs> it does. Yeah. So confettimoments.com is where you can start. Um, you can buy the book anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, carry it. There's an audible version. It's me talking. And you can download uh, for any Kindle type of device. Um, but what I would say is start at confettimoments.com because it's where you can take your confetti readiness quiz and, and see where you are in terms of being ready to make some uh, profound changes in your own life. And then read the book, right? You read a chapter. Each chapter is about five minutes. Each chapter comes with a prompt and it gives you an idea mm -hmm. to make a simple change in your life in the next week. Really, really simple to, to take on and simple to share with others. Confetti readiness quiz. Do you need to prepare for that in any way? I don't think so. You do not. We're no. just going to okay. find out where in the moment you are. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I'm probably ready for some. I think just about everybody uh, is ready for some confetti moments. Uh, it's been a long, hard couple of years, and I think you've hit on something pretty good here. I think people are, are looking for something uplifting. Uh, the news is, is difficult to digest these days. Uh, I think you've hit on something that, that's Going to be really welcome in the community. It is already, uh, judging by how well sales are going. So, anyway, thank you very much for coming on. Continued good luck with this book and the next one, and probably the one after that. <laughs> thank you so much. Fill a whole bookshelf with confetti moments, and then thank you. Go well, back and read to, them again. Great to be um, supported in our local community too. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you to all of you. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.